This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben. Taylor Swift: The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. the mom room podcast my name is renee rena and i am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted hello everybody okay this is gonna be i don't know what this is gonna be because i am going on zero sleep of course because my husband was away last night he was in montreal for a conference last night milo was up non-stop And it's like he was half asleep, but awake and upset. So it started at one in the morning. So I probably fell asleep at 11 p.m. And then Milo woke up. It was one in the morning. And it's funny, when he woke up, I was like, is it 6 a.m.? And is it time to get ready? Or is it midnight? Like, I have no idea. So I looked at my phone. It was one in the morning. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I go calm him down. He was having like post-nasal drip and coughing and like sucking up snot in his nose he doesn't know how to blow his nose so he often gets like I don't know if he has my sinuses I hope not because it's a nightmare he's always like got sinus problems and because he doesn't know how to clear his nose we've tried to teach him many times um he sucks it all back and then he coughs it's like a whole thing So anyways, last night was one of those nights where he was having that issue. He was also like, I don't know if he was having nightmares, but he was whining, but kind of asleep. And I was like, I didn't know what to do. So I was just beside him rubbing his back and I I didn't want to interact with him too much because it was like he was still asleep. It was really bizarre. And then... I kept going back and forth to my room. I'd be like, oh, okay, he's asleep. And then I go back to my bed. Meanwhile, my adrenaline is like pumping and I have a hard time falling back asleep. This is why my husband sleeps with the monitor because this is what happens to me. Like if he gets up a couple times in the night, I'm up all night because it takes me so long to fall back asleep. So go back into my bed try and fall back asleep. And of course, as soon as I'm just about to fall back asleep, he starts up again. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. So finally, the time that he woke up at three in the morning, he was sitting up in his bed and he was like, 
saying that his ear hurt. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, uh, I don't know what to do. So he was like, I want a Band-Aid because this is his thing. He thinks he needs a Band-Aid on his ear if his ear hurts. Like, so cute, but not at three in the morning. So I go get a Band-Aid. I couldn't find the Spider-Man one. So I just got a plain old like beige Band-Aid, brought it to him. And he was like, no, it doesn't have a guy on it. And I'm like, oh my God, like at three in the morning, really? So put that Band-Aid in the garbage, go look for the Spider-Man box, find it, pull out a Spider-Man Band-Aid, bring it to him, open it up. And he's like, it just had a design on it. There wasn't an actual action figure on the Band-Aid. So he's like, no, it doesn't have the guy. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't. Like I started to get ragey inside my body. So I go find a Band-Aid that has the actual Spider-Man on it, put it on his ear for him. And then he lays down and eventually falls back asleep. But by the time I fell back asleep, it was probably like 4.35 in the morning. And I turned off my alarm. Usually my alarm is set for 6.30. And I turned it off and I was like, no, I'm just going to sleep in until I sleep in. And I ended up waking up at eight o'clock. So we were a little bit late for school today, but that's okay. Um, anyways, it was just crazy. And I was like, of course, today I have, I had a recording. I have to record this solo episode, which I'm doing right now. And then I have the Hanson concert tonight. Okay. So I'm going to be a little bit sleepy, but I was like, what do I do? Like have espresso? Cause I'm going for dinner before the concert. Maybe I'll have like espresso mixed with Red Bull before so I can, you know, enjoy the concert and not be half asleep. Anywho, that's what I'm dealing with right now. And so, yeah, I was just like, I don't feel as peppy as I usually do to record my solo episodes. And I don't like that feeling. But anyways, here we are. Today is about, I posted a thing on my stories um, as I usually do, and it was about feeling like your partner is your roommate. And so many people had so much to say, very relatable messages coming in for that. It was the anonymous um, message option, which I love because I feel like it just gives people a little bit of privacy to like be really open and honest. So I was going through the messages. I was thinking about like my own situation and Um, someone had mentioned that she also sleeps separately from her husband, which she said the same thing, which is my experience that after I had a child, sleep became such not like an obsession, but kind of like just a huge priority because all of a sudden sleep was not in my control anymore. And so I would do anything to try and get good sleep. I didn't realize that I was a person that needs good sleep, but I am. Um, So for example, when Milo was like three months old, two months old, after I decided to not breastfeed anymore, we would, um, I would go to sleep at 6 p.m. until midnight so that I for sure got those six solid hours of sleep and my husband would stay up with Milo in the living room and then he would come and drop him off in the bassinet beside our bed and then my husband would go to sleep. So like from day one after having Milo, I was very like concerned about getting good sleep. My husband developed this little, he likes to breathe really loudly when he sleeps and 
Sometimes it turns into a full-on snore and I cannot, I cannot have that. I can't sleep. Like, for example, this is how sensitive I am to breathing sounds at night. My sinuses are really bad. I had surgery on my sinuses. And since I had that surgery, my sinuses are 10 times better because before they were keeping me up at night, like I wasn't able to sleep because I would just be blowing my nose all night. After I had that surgery, my nose makes a little sound when I breathe. And when I sleep, I always breathe through my nose. I can't, like I'm not a mouth breather at all. So I, my nose makes this little like sound when I breathe when I'm sleeping. And so since I had that surgery and that became a thing, I now sleep religiously with a sound machine right next to my head because I don't even want to hear myself breathe. Okay. So now that my husband's like a loud breather snorer at night, like there's no way in hell I cannot sleep with my husband in the same room. So he, for the longest time now, has been sleeping in a guest bedroom and that's just how we do it. And I love sleeping by myself. I'm like a super high maintenance sleeper. So that's just the way it is. So somebody else said that that's her situation as well, which doesn't help the whole roommate, like feeling like a roommate situation. And I have to agree with that. But at the end of the day, sleep is super important to me. And I love sleeping by myself now. So I need to work around that. So I got lots of comments from you guys. Um, Some of the key points, and I relate to a lot of these things. Some of the key points was that once you have kids, like everything between you and your partner is logistics. And I cannot agree with that more. It's like, I don't, It's funny, before we had Milo, we would still text each other like all day when my husband was at work and we still do now, but now it's like, where's the mail key? Are you picking up dinner? Like, where did you put the, the laundry soap? Like it's, it's the most random, not romantic or exciting messages It's literally all logistical things. Like, are you able to pick up Milo today? Are you on call on this day? Because I have a hair appointment and I might not be able to pick up Milo. It's like, this is the topic of conversation all the time. Logistics. And it's interesting because a few weeks ago, there were a a few mornings where my husband and I were up earlier than Milo. And so we come down and have our coffee And neither of us were really like on our phones or like watching the news. We were just like having a regular conversation. And I was like, this is so nice because, and it's funny because it doesn't happen very often, which is sad, but it like, it was so different that I noticed it. I was like, wow, look, like we're sitting here having a conversation. Like that's not about Milo. It's not logistics. We were talking about like his work or something in the news or whatever, So it was interesting to me and I like made a mental note, like it's interesting that I'm even noticing that we're having a conversation that's not surrounding logistics or Milo or, you know, the events of that day. So that's interesting. Um, Something else that has really helped that we have been doing for a while is 
not having the TV on after Milo gets home from school, it's just like having the the TV on in the background is a distraction and you're less likely to have a conversation and also it's added noise. I notice a huge difference in the evenings after daycare when the TV is off. It's just, I don't know, it's more peaceful. We're more likely to be talking to each other. It's one less distraction. I don't know. So if you haven't tried that, I would definitely try that. Um, Okay. Somebody else said they can't do all aspects of life at 100%. And usually for most people, being a wife or being a romantic partner is the easiest thing to give up or to let it slide. Yes, totally agree. Like you can't really slack off with childcare. You can't like the house has to function somewhat. A lot of people are working full time. Like you can't slack off on that. So something has to give. And usually, and I just talked with a girl named Ashley Brown about like routines. Um, That episode will come out on August 23rd. The things that always get pushed aside and that are not made a priority are things that have to do with self-care, like things that we want to do for ourselves, and then also things that have to do with your partner or maintaining like a romantic relationship with your partner. Those are always the things that are easiest to push aside. And so you're living this chaotic, busy, busy life, but you're not getting the good stuff out of it. And I just went on this rant on Instagram about like, what is life? Like, who decided that both parents working crazy full-time hours was a good thing? And I I don't know, it's such a deeper topic than that. Like, it's very nuanced. But it's true. Like, actually sit and think about what your life is. Like, what do you do day in and day out? Like, when you're 85 years old, um, reflecting on your life, are you going to be like, oh, I'm so happy I was so insanely busy and wrapped up in work and ignoring my partner and myself for years? It's just interesting to think about, you know, like take a step back and be like, what is my life? What do I want out of my life? It's, and the thing about like everything being logistics, it like for me anyways, sometimes I feel like I'm literally living the same day over and over. It's like I wake up, have my coffee, put Milo in the car, bring him to school, come back, like sit at my desk and then go pick up Milo, come back. My husband comes home, we have dinner. It's like the exact same thing over and over. And then I did that episode a while back that was like, why partners fall out of love. And one of the things was we stop experiencing new things together. And that ties into it as well and a lot of people wrote in their messages their anonymous messages that they don't do things with their partner anymore they can't get childcare. they live far from family so it's not easy for them to you know get out of the house with their partner but I will say and something that I've been wanting to do but haven't done And something that my friend Alexandra and her husband Shane, they're this family tree on Instagram, they have date nights all the time and not date nights where they have to leave the house, but date nights where they put their two kids to bed and they literally get dressed up 
like actually dressed up as if they were leaving the house to go to a restaurant or something. They order in delicious food and they have wine and it's like a date night. They play a game or record a podcast episode together. Like they do something together that's not just sitting and watching a movie or, you know, and they make that a priority. And I was like, that is such a good idea. Like you could you could even make dinner together, like put the kids to bed, go downstairs, make something like try and make sushi or like whatever it is. And someone else said something that I was like, wow. And it was conversations, like a lack of having conversations of substance with your partner. So it's like we live together, we're communicating a lot, but there's nothing of substance. And I was like, oh my God, that's so good. And that kind of ties into the logistics thing too. It's like, you know, my last text message to my husband was, where's the mail key? He was like, I just landed at the airport, like in Toronto. And I'm like, oh, where's the mail key? <laughs> like like that. Oh my God. But it's important though. I'm looking for my Hanson shirt. It says it was delivered, but I don't have it. So I'm wondering if it's in the mailbox. But anyways, guys, It's just the point of like, what are you actually having conversations about? And sometimes I think like, I don't even have anything to talk about anymore. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like we talk about Milo. We talk about, I don't know. It's really strange. Like, what did we talk about before we had kids? I feel like I had a million things to talk about. And I don't know like conversations of substance like that is such a that like smacked me in the face and I will mention there is an app called what's it called I wrote it down here This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. 
And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. It is called, it's by the Gottman Institute, which they are big like relationship experts. They're psychologists. Um, oh yeah, so they have an app that you can download. It's called the Gottman Card Deck app. And in there, there's all these different categories that you can click on and it's gonna pop up like a question or a conversation topic that you and your partner can discuss. Like how cool is that? I downloaded it before and like we went through a few and then we just stopped using it. Like, this is, like, a major problem in my life. I start doing something and then I just stop. Like, remember we were going to do the fun date nights or date days every month and take turns planning it? Like, we did one and then we never talked about it again. Like, oh, my God. So, we need to get back into that. Um, Yeah, so the Gottman card deck app for topics. So, if you plan a date night sit down, open the app, start having some conversations about those topics. There's like fun ones and then there's more deep ones too. Um, A lot of people were talking about being touched out. So this is probably most common when you have little kids. And I remember in quarantine or lockdown, apparently people don't like that I say quarantine, but like that's what we called it, didn't we? I remember everything being like quarantine, quarantine. Anywho, in lockdown, I remember Milo was like 18 months old. So it was that age where I had to follow him around constantly. And it was just sensory overload and making animal noises all day, every day, trying to entertain him, making sure he didn't hurt himself, put stuff in his mouth. Like, that age is hard and it was locked down and I remember in the evenings I literally just wanted to go in my room turn off all the lights and read a book or watch housewives on my phone that's all I wanted to do 
I didn't want to have a conversation. I didn't want to talk anymore, like nothing. And so I can totally understand how people with little kids, if you're breastfeeding, they're climbing you all day, you are touched out. And a lot of us also have sensory overload. And it's like you just, you never get alone time. So you just want to be by yourself. Um, This leads into having, like someone had mentioned that how her and her partner choose to wind down in the evening is different. So you have different ways of relaxing. So maybe you want to go for a walk or like get on the Peloton or whatever it might be, read a book and they want to go play video games. Like this is video games like I'm really lucky that my husband doesn't play video games but in a past relationship my boyfriend was into playing video games and it would drive me insane like he would come home from work and go straight to the computer and start playing video games and I was like are you kidding me like that really bothered me because it's not even like like most people are not into video games I would I would reckon, what am I, like Australian? Um, So it's not like I'm going to jump in and start playing with him. Like he was playing with his friends online because now you can do that, like virtual. And that's even worse than, it's not like watching a TV show together where you're, you're consuming like a common thing and you can discuss it and, you know, have like banter about what you guys are watching this is like they are totally disengaged because they have headphones on and they're playing a game and you are not involved and usually they're in a different room so do if if you and your partner have separate interests which many probably do that sucks like and that is something it's just like an added layer of having to make time to do things as a couple but then when you're not being intimate you're not having conversations of substance it makes wanting to do that like wanting to set aside time to do something with your partner it makes that difficult because you're like well no I would rather go sit in bed and read my kindle but like at the end of the day we have to think long term and It's like anything else. I feel like once you are intimate with your partner after a long time of not being intimate, everybody's like, oh, we should do that more often. That wasn't like that was so awesome. Like, yay us. We're going to do this every day. And then it just like never happens. Um, And it's the same with like going on a date. Like the last time we got a babysitter, the last time, the first time we got a babysitter and went and did something during the day. We wanted to have like a new experience together. And so we went to the driving range, which was something like we never do. We had a lot of fun. And then did we go for lunch? Yeah, we went to our favorite place for lunch. We like had a beer and it was awesome. And it's like why we get stuck in this like day in and day out of being robots and in our set ways that we don't plan things like that. And we need to. So, anywho, I remember um, listening to Armchair Expert and that's what, I forget who they were talking to, but they were like, yeah, like, you know, being married with kids 
it's difficult or a lot of people are just not as intimate, obviously, as they were before. But then when you are, you're like, oh, we should do that more often. That was awesome. And like, that is so us. Like, that happens all the time. Um, But yeah, it's sad. And it gets to the point where I'm like, no, I would rather just go sit in my room by myself and read my Kindle than, you know, stay downstairs and have like a date night. But then when you do have the date night, you're like, oh, yeah, like we should do that more often. So it's like conflicting. And then somebody else was saying that they feel resentment towards their partner and they make like sarcastic comments um, like, "Okay, roomie or whatever. And like that is so me like I am sarcastic all the time. Um, And my husband just doesn't say anything, but he never would because I think he hates like conflict or confrontation. So he just like laughs it off. But like, I'm actually annoyed. But like, I don't, I don't want to do anything to fix it though. You know what I mean? Because it's like the confirmation bias. Like you're annoyed that your relationship has turned into what it is. But instead of doing something it's like kind of like the martyr tendencies thing like instead of doing something to fix it you're like no I'm gonna stew about it and just pinpoint things where he's confirming what I already think about our relationship like oh he left the house without coming to give me a kiss goodbye like see we're just roommates like what is our relationship but then if he does come over and try and give you a kiss you're like "Mm," like I always like give my husband my cheek or something like And it's like, why? Like, oh, I'm annoyed at myself just listening to myself right now because I know that I do these things and I'm terrible, but I need to fix it. And then everybody's like, oh, like therapy is so great. Like it's life changing. But my stumbling block with regard to starting therapy, even like individual therapy or couples therapy is it's such a commitment it's like going on a date with somebody like you have to do like how many sessions do you do with someone before you're like eh, like we're not really clicking with this person or we should find a different one and then it's like this whole like hassle of you know we're gonna find somebody else like you're breaking up with a therapist and I know that it would be super valuable but that's just my like stumbling block like if I knew okay we would have this therapist or I would start with this therapist and it's going to be awesome and I'm going to be with them for a long time, then I would be like, yeah, like not even question it. But it's the whole like, what if it's, what if I don't like them and it's like not working out? It's like super expensive and time consuming and anywho, so that's my, um, my rant on that. Okay. What are my notes here? Somebody else said that her partner is like just an added child that she has to take care of. And like, that is not okay. Like things need to change there because how on earth are you supposed to feel romantic feelings for somebody that you have to take care of? And that gives you a ton of work as opposed to being an equal and helping with everything that's going on in the house. And I hate when I use the word helping because it's not helping. When I say helping, to me, I feel like it implies like it is the mom's job and they are just helping. So I need to stop saying helping, but I it's I don't know what else to call it. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, okay. 
being a roommate with your partner, it feels like we're co-workers running a business and like the business is the family, which goes back to like the logistical thing. Like everything is logistics, but you are trying to run this business as efficiently as possible. And so that's all you talk about. That's what's on both people's minds. Oh, okay. New things, new experiences. Um, oh, designated no phone time. I remember talking, I had an episode with Haley Hubbard. Um, she is married and has little kids with one of the guys from Florida, Georgia line. And I remember she was saying that every evening at a certain time, they both put their phones away, like in this box. And they have one phone that's like a little shitty flip phone that, you know, you can't like go on social media with or anything. It's literally just for emergency situations. So people can reach them if they have to, but they literally put their phones away. And I was like, wow, I would love to do that. And sometimes, like I know for me, I get irritated when my husband's on his phone. He's always looking at Twitter. And I'm like, I'm on my phone sometimes. But for me, I like make it the excuse of like, this is my job. You know, I'm storying something. I'm whatever. But if you'll, if you follow my Instagram stories, you probably notice I haven't been storying much in the evenings after Milo gets home from school. And that's why, because I don't want to be on my phone all evening and be distracted by it. So that would be worthwhile. Get a box with a lid on it, put your phones in it, and maybe turn up the volume on them so that if someone's trying to call for an emergency situation, then that's fine. But we rely so much on our phones now that they're just like attached to our hands. It's like, oh, maybe we should take Milo to the Minions movie this weekend. Oh, let me look up the the movie times instantly. And it's like, boom, there's a distraction. Like, oh, what time does the mall open tomorrow? I want to go return these pants. Let's open my phone and Google when the mall opens. Boom, there's a distraction. It's like, We need to constantly be looking stuff up, like checking this, checking that. And it's like, no, we never used to do that before. Before it was like you had your family computer that was in the basement. And if you had to go look something up, it was like this big ordeal. Now it's just like constantly looking at our phones, looking at our phones. I realize now that I'm at like almost a half hour of ranting. Okay. How do I want to end this? I feel like this is a very common issue and many people have said that when your children are small, this could happen. And, you know, if you work at it, if you take steps to try and make it better, it will get better, especially as your children get more independent and you have more of like a structured routine with your kids. Um... So that gives me hope. And I do think it gets better. Like even just for me, I feel better as Milo's starting to get older, that he's more independent and things are just easier, if that makes sense. I don't know. Maybe, and like, maybe it's reverse for some people. Some people are like, oh, I loved the baby stage and now it's getting more difficult. I don't know. Um, But yeah, that gives me hope. But I think 
if there are major issues that are you know like the one girl said her husband's like another child like that needs to be addressed like there's bigger issues than just it being the roommate thing so the big things need to be addressed and taken seriously um so that you can repair the relationship and it's freaking hard like kids just take up so much mental energy so much physical energy lack of sleep like I I remember I did a whole episode on like having relationship compassion we always talk about self-compassion and having compassion for other people and it's like we need to also have compassion for our relationships that having children is a massive transition And we can't expect that our relationship is going to be the exact same as it was before we had kids. So having compassion for that and just acknowledging that this season of our relationship might look a little bit different than what it did before. And that's okay. Um, So yeah, have some compassion for your relationships as well. Even though like, I know I say that and I still make sarcastic comments and get annoyed, but I can think rationally too, but sometimes I let my emotions just take over because I'm human. So yeah, Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We are again past 90,000 downloads in the last 30 days. I am so excited. Like imagine when it gets to 100,000 downloads a month. Like what am I, Joe Rogan? Anywho, I'm sure he has like, like, tens of millions downloads downloads oh my god I can't talk in a month but that's okay we're gonna get there um thank you so much for listening this is a little bit of a longer solo episode but yeah follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Renee Rena with the little underscore the branding is coming along I can't wait I'm, I should be getting some mock-ups of new podcast covers this week and I'm very excited the podcast has an Instagram account at the Mom Room Podcast, so check that out. And yeah, guys, I'm going to see Hanson tonight, so mm, bop, okay? All right. I hope your children sleep tonight, not like mine yesterday, where, and I hope you're not looking around your house at three in the morning for a Spider Man band aid, okay? All right. Good night. Bye bye. Mm-hmm.